Hey folks, Andrew Packer here and welcome to Trading Tips. Now when it comes to investing, we're all really trying to do the same thing, which is for our money to make money so we don't have to work for it anymore. And there are a lot of different ways to do that. But most financial professionals will talk about sort of a, a risk-adjusted return. And that's essentially the notion that if you feel like putting $1,000 into Bitcoin, you've got to be comfortable with the idea that you could wake up the next day and it's worth 200 or you wake up the next day and it's worth 2000 because that's a very volatile asset class. Or some people might say, you know, I kind of want more safety. I want dividend-paying stocks. Or I just want to own bonds because they provide you know, some of the other advantages, such as, uh, you know, tax preferences as well compared to other assets. But, you know, for whatever we're doing, there are all sorts of different strategies out there. But there's one that I think could pick up in this stage in the market where companies uh, that are sitting on a lot of cash that have a lot of reserves are looking at the market and they're saying, okay, the Federal Reserve is talking about lowering interest rates. The amount of money that I'm going to make from cash just sitting in the bank is going to potentially be worth less. It's going to be earning less. I should probably make some acquisitions. I should buy some, some smaller companies and do some things that will allow me to continue to grow, even if the overall market's slowing. Uh, and that actually leads us to a very interesting and potential kind of little niche part of the market where you can make pretty good, not exceptional, but relatively consistently good returns. And it comes down to a concept called arbitrage. The original idea behind arbitrage is that, say you're looking at the gold market and you see that gold is trading for $1,400 an ounce in the United States, but in the Canadian market it's trading for $14.10 adjusted for the currency exchange. What you would want to do is buy gold in the U.S. and then simultaneously, or as close to that as you can, sell it in the Canadian market and just get that $10 every time you can. Now, in theory, over time, when there's this kind of price divergence, there's enough buyers in one market to raise the price there and enough sellers in the other market to lower the price until it reaches more of an equilibrium. So, you know, that $10 advantage would eventually cause gold here to go to $14.05, and it would cause it to come down from $14.10 to $14.05 in the Canadian market. That's traditional arbitrage. But when a company announces that it's going to merge with another company, it can create sort of a longer-term arbitrage opportunity known as merger arbitrage. Now, this is an area where you can probably go in a few times a year as soon as company A announces that it's going to acquire company B and look for an opportunity. So let's look at one specific opportunity that's come up in the market just recently, one that I've kind of been playing as a merger arbitrage play as an example. That company is Acacia Communications, ticker ACAI. The company just received a $70 a share buyout offer from Cisco Systems, a maker of internet switches, routers, and those types of products. Uh, Acacia is in the business of doing optical uh, processing products. It's a very good uh, technology for people working between various cloud servers, that sort of thing. Um, but the funny thing was, you know, shares were around 55. Cisco said, hey, we're going to buy shares of the company at 70 a share. And then what happened was the market sent shares up, but only to about $65. So suddenly we've got a potential $5 profit here. Now, if you look at that, $5 on 65 isn't that much. It's about, you know, 7.6% return between now and whenever shares are finally bought and the acquisition is completed by Cisco Systems. But if that happens within, say, the next 
three to six months, let's say six months at the outset, and there's another such opportunity in the market to buy shares at 65, knowing in advance that they will eventually be bought from you at 70, you can repeat this process and suddenly you'll see this is a low risk way to get sort of a, a low to medium return. And if you can continue to do that over time, you're gonna do very well with essentially low downside. Now with any merger arbitrage opportunities, uh, every situation is a little different. Uh, what I like about this example is the total offer, even at $70 a share, is just $2.6 billion. And for a company the size of Cisco to make that kind of acquisition, it can do it with all of the extra cash that it's sitting on. And it can do that without necessarily having to deal with the kind of regulatory issues and the kind of antitrust issues that would deal with a, a bigger deal like you know, the AT&T Time Warner deal, which is still, even after the deal's been completed, there's still been some kind of post-completion lawsuits going on with that. So when you have sort of these smaller acquisitions by bigger companies uh, and you have a situation where the shares don't quite rise to the, the final price, you have an arbitrage opportunity. This is one of the bigger ones out there. Uh, the biggest one that I've ever seen was back in 2007. Perfect example, Rupert Murdoch wanted to buy the Wall Street Journal and have it be the crown jewel of his media empire. And that company that uh, owned the Wall Street Journal, Dow Jones, uh, had a family that owned a lot of the voting shares. So he had to offer this huge like 35% premium to where shares were trading. And there was so much uncertainty over whether or not that family would go for the merger or not that shares never quite you know, got up that high until they finally agreed to. And that's when it changed. So when you get these announcements, there's always an opportunity to, to find just a little bit to pick up just a little extra money in the market with a very low risk downside. So this is a trade that I'm making now it's one that looks pretty interesting, but let's also just talk about the downside because, you know, let's face it, not every merger uh, that's announced will end up going through for one reason or another. I think there's a strong likelihood of this merger going through, but for some of the bigger ones out there, I would exercise a little more caution and, and look at sort of the likelihood of getting the regulatory approval, getting, you know, everyone sort of signed on board, making sure everything's settled there. If it seems that you know, the merger might not go through, usually the share price will go back to wherever it was trading before the offer was announced and usually pretty quickly. So in the case here, you know, if this deal were to fall through for any reason, shares would probably drop by another 10 bucks or so immediately. Uh, but I'm okay with that because looking at the longer term share price on Acadia, they've kind of been in the 65 range before. I really don't think I'll be necessarily losing money. And you know, once I'm owning shares, I can do things like sell covered calls and get my money back that way. And of course, you know, in a really crazy market where all of these crazy acquisitions are going on, somebody else might say, hey, I don't want Cisco to have access to this technology. I'm going to go in and I'm going to bid $75 a share. And then suddenly you get a bidding war for a company. It's a little rare and it's also usually a sign of a market that's getting a little frothy, but it's one that can make your uh, merger arbitrage profits you know, much larger. So in a situation like this where a company has a, an offer, just go in, buy shares, look for the opportunity, and just sort of think, how quickly, how quickly can this close? What's the difference between the offer price and the current price being offered by the market? How much can I make on that if I were to do this two or three times a year? Am I really getting a, a return that's you know, at least equal to the market? Am I getting eight to 10%? Most people, when they think risk-free, they think US treasuries, which only yield about 2%. So in this case, even if the deal takes up to a year, relative to having my money in cash or you know, the risk-free US treasury, uh, I'm doing substantially better. So risk arbitrage, merger arbitrage, these are all opportunities to make a little more money in the market without necessarily taking on bigger risks. So consider this as an additional strategy and consider looking at uh, Acacia Communications as long as shares are under 70 as one of the first ways to get used to the strategy and to try it out with your own portfolio. So that'll wrap things up for this edition of Trading Tips. 
Until next time, I'm Andrew Packer wishing you good trading and good financial health.